Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. We are super excited to have, well, I don't know if I'm super excited <laughs> after that last asshole that I got. <laughs> no, 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 no. In all seriousness, yeah, thanks thanks so much. We've got uh, Martha Hudson on from Tobacco, the pro at Tobacco Road Golf Course in, uh, in North Carolina. So um, Martha was uh, gracious enough to uh, play around a golf with us. Uh, probably our first and last round of golf with us. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how the we'll see how the show goes here. We 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 may we may talk her into playing another one. I, I don't know. We'll see. But, mm, not uh, sure. <laughs> say, not start, sure. Starting off great. I love yeah, it. I know. Hey. What's uh, so? What's going on in Martha's world at Tobacco Road? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, honestly, I have not one single clue because <laughs> it, this year is, is what it is. It's busy. It has not slowed down. Um, and I mean, which is great. I mean, it's a awesome problem to have, but it is also exhausting. So, um, there's also that, um, you know, this time of year, normally we're, kind of slowing down a little bit, which gives me time to plan for 2021 for the next year. Um, I've started working on our events for next year. So the first one we have is the dyad. Um, so that's coming up in March, ordered some invitations for those today to get sent out. Uh, Dan, did you get your invitation yet? No, I, I didn't get mine. I didn't get mine yet. Didn't get mine. Did you not just hear me say that I just placed the orders? So oh, I oh, oh I, I, mis- I misunderstood. I thought I thought you had placed the orders for them to go out. I am not that far ahead. Hello. Um, no, I actually I do the whole handwritten true invitation. It's uh, first year we did it was last year. We don't have members, so but we do have a lot of regular customers guests, people who come on golf packages every year, people that are semi-local, just, you know, friends of Tobacco Road that are either, you know, we do business with them or they've held an event or stuff like that. So it's just an opportunity. It's a two-man, two-person invitation. We have had some females play, um, you know, that kind of a member guest, but not because we don't have members. So it's just an opportunity for people that have been coming longer than I've even worked there to bring somebody and have, you know, that kind of event. Um, so yeah, I do the whole handwritten blow my brains out, get the <laughs> arm cramp. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it made it much harder on myself than it should be. So yeah, I ordered them to be written on and I think that I don't know how to spell your name. So oh. that one might not ever be found. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, let's see. A, <laughs> hold, hold on. Before, I, got, I, got a lot of <laughs> I got a lot of questions for you. Just, oh God. And, and, and really, no, nah, but I mean, seriously, I mean, we, we really had an awesome day with a, you. A great uh, day. W- weather could have been better. Uh, we actually had a chance to record with Morgan as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that was, uh, that was a treat. We, uh, uh, he didn't warn us that it was his first podcast. I mean, we would have definitely, yeah. la- we would have laid into him if we had known <laughs> that was the case. So, I mean, good Lord, he could have dropped yeah. it, dropped a hint. So hold on question. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this is more, this is more about Martha, not so much tobacco road, but to kind of get to know you. So, uh, let's just say you've met a couple and, and, uh, and you and yours are inviting them over for dinner. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, for a little, uh, little, little get together. What are we drinking and what are you going to serve us? 
Um, well, that depends. So right now everything is outdoor, so it'll probably be something on the grill. Cool. Um, Perfect. Generally speaking, there's you know optional cocktails. You can have a vodka tonic. You can have bourbon. There's usually a little bit of scotch that I usually hide from myself because it will get gone way too fast. <laughs> um, usually a very wide assortment of beer and wine. So depending on who's coming will depend on what I have in stock because I have some people that absolutely detest IPAs, some people that want you know, the Tilsners or the Colches or the whatevers. And so usually, I mean, I had aged myself. I actually had a birthday on Halloween. Oh, in fact, birthday. my birthday. Thank you. Happy, happy belated. Terrible, terrible for a child to have a birthday on Halloween, but that's fine. Um, so, you know, we loaded up the Yeti with some, see, I've had some Highland Gaelic, um, bought some ciders for just some friends that are, gluten intolerant so usually it's some ciders for them um what else did i have found a couple of good hazy ipas um my cousin's wife who came actually works at a brewery a little bit north of here she brought one of their new releases which was a black ipa um we all had let's say somebody else and uh, other people brought some different variants i'm trying to remember can't remember Usually, I mean, whatever, like there's no shortage here. Like mm, take your pick if you want it. I've got it most likely unless someone has been here, in which case the, the larders are probably empty. But yeah, I mean, you know, um, wine, any variety of wine, turn my phone onto well, this is a, this is turned into a party. I mean, I was just thinking we'd drop it in for a quick dinner. This is the all night affair at this point. Oh, I mean, you have to have like, I don't. Hey, I don't, I don't really plan. I plan enough in my real and at work, I don't really do it at home at, at all. Um, so I don't really start cooking anything until I see people, which means that there's ample time for, you know, kicking back with a cocktail or two, especially if it's something that's on the grill, that's relatively easy. Um, and I also like to make sure that like I'm having barbecue chicken, I'm probably not serving wine probably gonna have a beer if i'm serving steak there's gonna be wine and bourbon available because some people like bourbon with steak which i find strange but they have the bourbon i mean i drink the bourbon after um so if i'm having people over i really get things complicated let's just let's just it's not i'm not going to the effort without making it yeah, overdoing it yeah, hey, yeah. Southern, it's, I can't it's help it. just like tobacco road it over delivers yeah. over delivers yes. yeah that, under promises and over delivers all the time <laughs> so so we did have the pleasure and i do mean it sincerely the pleasure of what spirit what are you drinking today by the way um this at the moment is makers and i didn't know if i was supposed to save this so i have this in another glass as well from this is what you sent me mm-hmm. or brought me mm-hmm. yeah so I have that if I'm supposed to be drinking that, but I fixed this because I was fighting with my computer and trying to get my AirPods to connect because I'm a golf pro, not in IT. Um, so we had we had a preliminary tour happen when I was arguing with my computer. Hey, the we like to frame this up as this is your show uh, at this point. So uh, you know you can say whatever the hell you want to. It's mm-hmm. you're not you're not going to offend us, as you well know. 
I am so aware of that. <laughs> so, so hold on. You brought it up. So you're you are a golf pro, not an IT uh, uh, an IT that's, person. That's correct. I'm not an IT person. Cal, so, are you an IT person? Because you're sure oh, good, as heck good, not a golf pro. Good God. You're no, sure I, as you're I, sure I, as heck yeah, not a golf pro. I haven't figured out what I am yet. I haven't figured out what I am. But but I'm getting there. I'm it's, uh, I'm, it's I'm sneaking happening. up on it. It's I'm happening. sneaking up on it. So so give us uh, give us the uh, the Martha story. How'd you? We and we talked a little about it on the course. So I, I'm cheated. I've got my cliff notes. But uh, for the for the folks that haven't met you, haven't had the pleasure of playing around a golf with you. Uh, and by the way, if you ever get a chance, it it is a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, it's uh, we we drink enough. I shouldn't say enough. We definitely ha- we didn't run out of things to drink, and we didn't run out of things to talk about on the golf course. I, I mean, it's uh, I mean, no kidding. I mean, that 18 holes, I felt like uh, we'd been playing golf. For a long time, it wasn't like we just showed up and and uh, hey, we met each other. I totally ruined my day and took up the entire day. And then, like I got no work done, and my owners were like, "What did we even pay you for today?" And I'm like, "I don't know. It's your fault." Um, no, so I mean, I am originally from Black Mountain, North Carolina, and I went to Charles Dillon High School, where I graduated in 2003. I went to UAB to play golf because it was far enough away from home and they gave me a pretty sweet scholarship. So, um, I went down there, graduated in four years, um, moved back to Raleigh briefly after I graduated because I didn't have a full-time job. I was working part-time a couple of different places down there. Um, and obviously my, most of my family is in and around North Carolina. So, Moved back here, bounced around trying to get, because, you know, I decided to get an English degree, which was really on point in 2007 when print media was absolutely dying (laughs) with only golf experience on my resume. It was a great plan on my part. Um, So I moved back up here. I actually opened the Golfsmith when it first opened up here, built it, helped build it. That is now not Golfsmith, it's Golf galaxy is that right i, I, think, I think it so. is yeah i, I think, think they is, yeah. Yeah. out or merge um, it's a merger buyout but yeah the equivalent of yeah yeah equivalent um so did that worked at a couple of golf courses trying to get into the golf business green grass side look for an assistantship which i didn't really do any planning on that end because coming to a place where you have three pgm schools within an hour and a half of one another means there's a lot of people graduating from college already uh, class a so uh, yeah that happened um when you say when you say pgm schools professional golf management yeah so state campbell and methodist all have pgm programs gotcha um and so you basically i mean you do it's a traditional apprenticeship but it's basically a business degree my dog is barking if you can hear her i'm very sorry she's a lot crazy um (laughs) there must be someone walking by that is that's no problem no problem she probably just she probably just heard my voice (laughs) Uh, yeah, maybe, but you would be a ne'er-do-well, so she would bark at you too. Um, no, so I, uh, the golf course that I've been working at my senior year of college, actually, they tried to get me to stay, but didn't have a position. They called me, Hey, our assistant's leaving. Do you want to move back? Moved back, was down there for far longer than I ever thought I would be in Alabama. Um, and then, you know, kind of worked my way up to where I was doing everything a person can do as far as managing and running a golf course. And I was ready to come home, meet my family's here. I was working six days a week. It was like, the balance was not at all. I mean, the seats all was like this. Um, and at the time, Chris Brown was our head golf professional. He's now our director of golf. 
Um, when we renovated, a, when Tobacco Road renovated Greens in the summer of 14, the assist, their longtime assistant was leaving. And so Chris called me and said, found my resume on PGA Links, said, hey, we're thinking about bringing in a female. Would you be interested? And I'm like, uh, yes, because I don't want to be in $40 golf for the rest of my career. And they posted the job. They interviewed me. I came. And within six months, I was our head professional because um, our long-term director of golf retired. Well, got out of the golf business, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am where I am. Perfect. Yeah, and if you've spent yeah. any time with Martha at all, you know why it was probably an easy decision on on their part to say yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, really. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it, it's just you know everybody that we've met there. I mean, you're definitely. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's fair to say the, uh, I don't know if cult following, if that's a good thing or a bad thing, you're the English major, but, but I mean, you yeah. definitely turned into, uh, you know, kind of this cult following. I mean, you said it, you don't have any members and people are yeah. kind of searching you out and probably it, are you have, I would say more visiting players than you do local players annually. Uh, yes. I mean, on the whole, it ends up being pretty equal because, um, you know, I mean, we have, I mean, Dan lives in Kerry. I also live in Kerry. So, you know, I mean, it's a 45 minute drive and a random 60 something degree day in December is not unheard of at all. So, right, um, and that's when we go into our all season rate. So that's when our local play really, really picks up. Mm. Um, but then we do also have, I mean, like in season, there's a lot of people from Charlotte, Raleigh, Greensboro, mountains that they do come on their golf trips in season. So our local is really, we say it's two to two and a half hours away is our local. Yeah. There you go. Um, just because people will drive in for the day and go home. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, especially April, October, the entire since May, 2020, uh, people come from all over. Um, and you know, Mike Strantz, our designer, um, he was doing stuff in the late 90s, early 2000s that nobody else was really doing. So now the look of our golf course is kind of meeting some of the other big resorty type places with all the big waste areas. Um, definitely more of a focus on fun as opposed to traditional golf. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of a minimalist look, which people don't think it's a minimalist look, but really it is because it was a sand quarry. So, like, there were massive holes everywhere. Um, I found them all. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you probably still have some sand in your shoes. You might be able to sell that one day. Um, so yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, my conspiracy, conspiracy theory is probably a strong word, but I mean, I'm 36. So kind of people that are around that age in our 30s, maybe early 40s, people that were really starting to work and play golf as an adult, we kind of entered the industry in 2007, 2008, 2009 when golf was, I mean, everybody was praying for members. Like, what kind of membership program can I dream up to get someone to come here? And that kind of began the shift in our gener I think our generation to really focus more on the experiential as opposed to this is the place that I'm going to play every day. Um, and so that's kind of where we're reaping a lot of benefits right now is people really are looking for that, that experience of I'm going to go 
I'm going to get the whole day. I'm going to get the experience. I'm going to get the story. I'm going to get the swag. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to really invest in this experience that I want. And we've always kind of had it. It just was not really market standard, really. You, you, if you got something that works, you got to exploit it. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's like that's that, and that's the myth. I mean, so a couple of things I just want to you know touch on is first off, you, I mean, you said the three letter word, which was fun. Mm -hmm. and, and that's something that Morgan mentioned was he when he was on the show is it's it's great that you're going to get to play golf. It's mm -hmm. more important that you have fun because Correct. for people that are listening that are golfers, I mean, it's, you know, golf can be not a lot of fun. A lot of times uh, it can be very frustrating and, wow. and, it, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's novel. Just it's hear me out. But it, yeah. and, and it doesn't matter what your handicap is or how you play or how many times you played the course. I mean, you show up today and it's just like, shit, I don't have it. Like, yeah. And it's like, well, well, what'd you do different? And it's like, I didn't do anything that, you know, I, I, maybe I didn't have that extra shot last night or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, you, you know, do you know when you show up every day, is it going to be there or not? Uh, you've got some fundamentals that are probably always going to be there and you can get around. Right. But, but when it's there and it's not your best day, uh, I think Tobacco Road does deliver that kind of, ah. Uh, I can still just show up and have a good time and, and, and right. everybody there is welcoming it. And it is, Hey, first and foremost, make sure you have a good time yeah. and then play your round of golf. And, and that's really what, what I, you know, Dan and myself took away from the day was, you know, shit, this was, I don't even care about the score. No, you definitely, I think I threw those scorecards away, by the way. As I should have. <laughs> uh, but it was like, you know, I mean, we both left there and we're still, we still talk about it. And we've mm. been to other yeah. golf courses and played and nothing wrong with the other golf courses, but you've definitely done a good job of embracing that. It's not crusty. There's music playing. It's, uh, and, and it is really to your point about the experience and, you know, you're spending your money to come and play a golf course that is, uh, I'll say unique. Uh, from a from a traditional type layout um, and and again you know we talked about it some people are pro and and some people are sand strands mm -hmm. uh, but it is something that I think is if you if you haven't played a strands course and I think I've played three now um, uh, tobacco road is unique in its own in in the uh the ecosystem if that's fair mm -hmm. that you sit in and just it was the you know sand query or sand sand pit whatever you want to reference it as yeah but it it is uh it, it is an experience within it within itself and and i think when you know dan and i's approach you know, when we were coming there was uh, you know obviously for selfish reasons right to do things like this but right. but but more importantly it was to have a good time and you know we we really undervalued uh, the good time that we actually had. We, we, we under, right. we, we, our expectation was, was well above and beyond. Oh yeah. What we thought we were going to walk 100%. into. Yeah. Yeah. And that was from the from the time that we checked in, from the time that we met you, from the time that you know, we shared some drinks with Morgan on the on the back deck, back you know, on the back uh, back porch. Right. I mean, it was everything all day long was just class act. Yeah. To just a really fun and and great experience overall. Yeah, and I mean, there. One of the very nice things about our owners is, a they're I mean it's good and bad. They're there every day, and they're there every day. <laughs> but you know, owning the paving company for which we were the sand quarry originally, they definitely come from a. I mean, they play golf, obviously, mm -hmm. but they come from a production construction mm -hmm. background where 
you know, they, they aren't coming at it from like, I'm going to build a golf course that I want. And in doing so, they also kind of recognize like, Hey, we're doing something pretty special. And they did a whole lot of documenting of the construction process in 1997, which, you know, you're still talking about a giant camcorder. There's no drones. There's, helicopters yeah. so, with so that like, camera so like, hold, hold on i'm going to give you a great video with this little device right <laughs> correct yeah and but i mean but they had the forethought to go ahead and do all of that so mm-hmm. that we would we would have it now and mike actually won i don't remember the magazine i was going to try but i have no idea um golf course architect designer of the year for 1998 oh, wow. um because you know i mean he had done Caledonia was first, then he went up to do Royal New Kent and Stonehouse, came back, did True Blue, True Blue, I can't remember if we were first and then True Blue, I think it was True Blue and then us and then Tot Hill. So, I mean, he was really kind of in his design heyday sure. and they did an interview with him, which they filmed, which has been a huge resource for me in like uncovering, you know, what was what was his person? I mean, Morgan is also a huge resource, but yeah. hearing Mike talk himself um, is is where lately we have really been able to glean as far as from telling the actual story of Tobacco Road. I mean, Mike was the guy that, I mean, he, even in listening to his interview, like you've played obviously 18, you know, he talks about 18 in his interview where you know, he's like, I mean, every time I come up, you know, come up out of the fairway and you can't see the green. And, you know, like, I'm just wondering like, Oh my gosh, like did it, I knew I hit it good, but was it that good? Like how close is it? <laughs> right. You have all the folks and stuff. I mean, you could get a bad bounce or you get a good bounce. And so he definitely was a huge believer in make it fun. Like I want, I mean, I want people to go out there and make birdies. Now, if you do something stupid and you make a 10, that's also your fault. But the, the opportunities for people to have great success at tobacco road is, one of the few, like, I feel like of all of the places I have played, it is like in a very short list of places where you can not have your best game and you can still have a career round because you have swales, you have short par threes, you have short par five, you know, the variety is there. And that's what is really kind of coming back into the game is like, Okay, DJ, you just want the Masters at 20 under. Great. That's what I want to see. I want to see people making birdies. It's boring yeah. to see people make bogeys. Like, it, it, <laughs> it's true. It's I true. mean, if, if you're watching people hit fairways and greens all day, it's like, okay, I want to go over here and watch this guy hack it out of the woods. <laughs> I, I, Said I, no I, one I, ever. Yeah. yeah it, well, I know, I mean, but that, that's what I want to go watch. <laughs> I mean, that's you, what you watch when you play. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just a habit. Okay, maybe, maybe you can get used to anything. I mean, I tend to prefer fairways and greens, but you know, when I played with y'all, I was definitely in some interesting places. Hey, 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 enough, hey, enough of that. Well, Martha, Martha did, did rename. Well, she did rename the show. She did. I did. I did. Bogies and bourbon definitely has a better ring to it. Because I'm pretty sure I know you don't have the scorecard, but I mean, I think if you made a birdie, raise your hand. Oh, that just me then. Hold on here. Hold on. I've got. I see. I see a few pars on here yeah i see a few pars i'm gonna i'm gonna stop at pars to see if you par- okay well martha it was great having you on the show <laughs> uh, no. no so go ahead dad sorry 
So, Martha, you had said, I think when we were talking that day, um, when, when they originally went to Mike and I asked him, hey, would you you know be interested in doing a project here? I think the initial answer was, oh, we really don't have time yeah. or no, right? Now, it, was, it, was, it was definitely a, it's too far away from my home. Yeah. So the reason that Mike left Fazio's crew was, I mean, he'd been with Fazio for years. Mm -hmm. Um whenever the U.S. Open was at Inverness was kind of when Mike picked up with Fazio a little bit. And, I mean, he was the lead on, I mean, he was the lead designer at Wade Hampton for Fazio. Um, a couple of other places that I have a list somewhere that, of course, I didn't bring my notes. Okay. Um, I could probably find it. But, I mean, there were a lot of golf courses where Mike was the guy. And so he was on site for a long time. And he had, you know, at the time, I think he – his oldest was definitely, I mean, like when he decided to step away from Fazio, he definitely had his oldest daughter. And I think the younger one was either on the way or had just been born. And he was like, I want to be home with my family. Right. And so he really wanted to be able to stay close to um, Mount Pleasant, Charleston area where they were based out of. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, he took it. I mean, that's how Morgan met him mm -hmm. was they were on the crew there together. Um, and you know, Mike was just Mike. And so I'm sure Morgan said, I can't remember hurricane. I think it was Hugo. Hugo came through, destroyed all the golf courses. And people were like, we need somebody like who can do bunkers. Mm. And so I was like, well, there's this guy working over at, and I've totally forgotten the name. Now I'll think of it after I get off this call. And there's this guy who's on the maintenance crew. I think he used to work with Fazio, but he's, he's pretty good. So they called him and that's how Mike got Caledonia. Mm -hmm. And, but even Caledonia, he was able to drive home for the weekend. Right. And so his main goal if I remember Morgan's stories appropriately, he really didn't want to be more than four or five hours from his house. Okay. And even that was like, mm, not going to be able to spend enough time at home. Um, but then, you know, it was between that and also a couple of other, like he was also in talks with the owners at Tot Hill. And so that, and finishing up stuff at true blue. So like, he had a lot going on and right. then for whatever reason, Tot Hill had to push off their plans and it was like, okay, I'll come look. Mm -hmm. Cause when he was saying no, he hadn't even been to the property. And one of our owners is rather, um, uh, persistent and he <laughs> kept calling and saying, just come look at the site. Just come that, look at the that's site. That's my guy. You're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we have heard that you're our guy. We want somebody different. We want something that is not like what is in our area. And we have a special place. Mission accomplished. <laughs> mission accomplished. So Mike actually, he came out for a site visit, pulled up to the paving company, which back still is a different ownership, but backs up to 15 T he pulls in in this beat up station where he gets out in his jean shorts with all the hair and the mustache. And is like, Hey, I'm Mike. And they're like, Hey, not really what we were expecting, but for that. And he's like, I'm just going to go walk. And he was by himself. Um, went, walked the site, was out there for a few hours ish. Not really sure. He comes back late in the afternoon. And he's like, okay, I'll take it. Great. Sounds awesome. <laughs> and you know, and he had a vision and our owners were like a dude, you're the golf course designer. He paved roads like yeah. go for it. I mean, there were a couple places where 
it got really extreme where it was like, mm, maybe not that though, or maybe why don't we try this? Um, cause also in thinking about the drainage and knowing the site so well, they, you know, had to change a right. few things, tweak a few things just because like, this is not going to maintain well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a, he was like, mm, no, I think I'll pass. And then yeah. as things happen, it was like, okay, no, yeah, I'll come. And then it was an immediate, yeah, I'm here for this. So, mm-hmm. and then he, on site, I mean, that was also the nice thing is when he was designing a golf course, he was only designing your golf course. Mm-hmm. And five days a week, he was there, all the orange spray paint that they went through because one of our owners, who's more the operations guy, he was like, he can, he actually told me one time how many crates of orange paint. And I'm like, you still remember that from 22 years ago? And wow. he's like, it was that minute. I will, I will never forget. Like, you can't forget that. I had to keep signing the invoices. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? Um, so, you know, and he would go home on the weekend. So he was still able to do that. It's not a super far drive to Charleston. I have not made it recently, so I don't know the exact time. But, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it was a win-win at the end of the, at the, end of the day. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. It, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, and you, so you mentioned Morgan earlier, but it's, uh, again, when we have Morgan on, and that'll be coming out in an, another pod, we, uh, you, you were adamant that, hey, no, we're doing these separate. He's, he's doing his thing and I'm doing yeah. and, and not, yeah. not, not to be not to be selfish or just to get the camera for yourself. But it's but, you, you know, you're a, and again, I've played three uh, of his of Strance's designs. And, you know, one thing that we uncovered with Morgan, I guess it's like, uh, what do you call it when I, you let the cat out of the bag kind of thing? Uh, it's like you a movie cat out of the bag. Yeah, yeah you let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> but uh, but he was Morgan has been there since inception of the golf course. Mm-hmm. And, well, well he's been there since growing. Yeah. Growing, yeah, right, right. Yeah. And, you know, and Mike was like, "Hey, no, really, you need to come do this gig." And it, to, mm-hmm. to, so, which is an interesting story, or I guess, and it runs in parallels with yourself in that yeah. you're like, "Hey, I want to get back home. I want to run a golf course, you know, etc." Morgan's like, "Hey, I'm a North Carolina guy. I want to get back home." I mean, it's it's you know, create your own luck, right? But I mean, it's yeah. it, it's it's very um, unique that you would find the two individuals that are you know running the golf course, if you will. Uh, that wound up in a very similar, they, they had the same desire or they were looking for the same outcome and then, it, which is unique in its own. And then you wind up at such a unique place, which right. delivers such a unique experience. I mean, it is, um, it's, yeah, I, I mean, it's a great story all the way around and, and where I was going with that really doesn't have anything to do with what I just said, but you were talking about orange spray paint and, yeah. and I noticed, uh, so just, I'm going to, it's going to be a statement that a question just answer. Yes, no matter what. Uh, but I noticed the new design that you have and it's got, uh, it's Mike walking around. I think it's new at least, uh, it's Mike walking around with it's the new-ish. Uh, Newish, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's walking, and he well, the one where he's uh, where you've got the image of Mike spray painting the uh, the perimeter of the state of North or the boundaries of the state of North oh, Carolina. That's cool. Yeah, so that, yeah. I think that's a new one, as far as I know. Yes, yeah, that's a new. Um, so, I guess three years ago, maybe I don't know. Time runs together. I have no no idea. Um, a, a good friend of mine he used to be one of my reps. He's also a PJ professional. He's also a state guy. So there you go. You know, mm-hmm. well, mm-mm. let's not get that far. We, <laughs> we forget him that. We forget him that. Well, hey, um, Dan's definitely a Wolfpack guy. Yeah, I trust. I know. I remember. Um, so um, Luke is his name. He started a company called Lion Loft, and they do kind of modern 
modern golf art, you know, trying to connect. Cause I mean, we've all seen some of the really terrible golf art. that's like this overly saturated photo and the maroon or dark green matting and the massive frame. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen that 400 times. So, um, he definitely has a more modern take on it. They do some illustrations. They do aerial footage. They do a lot of photography. He works with some local artists as far as, you know, watercolors or oil-based paint. Um, and when he first kind of got everything started, I mean, I am a merchandiser at heart, so I love to have logos help because I need people to buy things. Mm-hmm, yeah. And um, I was really tired of the t-shirts that we've been doing so basic name drops. And I'm like, this is absolutely terrible. Like how can we have so many things that are unique to tobacco from the T markers to, um, yeah. like the, the actual T markers. And then like the T's themselves, yep. the sign, we have the skull, you have all of Mike, like mm-hmm. Mike was an artist and yeah. you have, we have all of his drawings. And so it's like, we have so many things to really start to work with. And so I'm like, I'm going to come up with some new logos. And so I came up with some new logos and I'm like, and I went to Luke and Andy who is working with him at the time. I'm like, I really want a Mike logo and I want it to be him and he can be doing something. I don't care, but I do want Mike. And so they're asking me all the questions and we go through all the videos and all the things. And Andy comes up with a sketch and the original logo was Mike painting, painting, 11. So you had the outline of oh. the way theory on 11 in the background with Mike. It was just, it was all, it was a one color. It was a single color logo. Cause I was only going to do it on t-shirts and probably I started playing with the idea a couple of years ago where it was like, mm, he needs to be more. And I mean, because I do have the English degree and I, enjoy telling the story hence because somebody's list somebody's somebody's thinking back and they're going wait a minute wait a minute she's handwriting invitations not typing it out on a computer right. good point Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> good point um and so you know i've really tried to start telling the story of mike and tobacco road in a little bit more depth because i feel like for people to really kind of get why why Morgan would be there since 1997, why Chris, who's been there since 2000. Um, I mean, our assistant superintendent, Bud, he's been there while he was there as an intern and then he came back. I mean, you know, you have a very small group of people that have really stuck in. I mean, our former director of golf, Joe, he was there since construction and he was there 20, almost 20 years, basically Mm -hmm. by the time he retired. Um, so, I mean, there is a reason why all of us really are like we're in, like, right. I don't have any plans to go anywhere else anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And so it is very much the having you know, a small family business where, you know, your owners, you know, that you're all in this together, having this really unique story that for years couldn't be, I mean, it could be told, but it's hard to tell when you, I mean, social media has really helped us tell that story. Yeah. And so that is where the Mike logo has come in. I added color to him. I put him on some hats, I put on some putter covers. And because the original logo from Luke and Andy, I am off was 11. There was a, it was somebody had done it with this. Then. So nobody was drawing the state of Texas, but it was the state of Texas and had a pin location where the actual golf course was. And I was like, Oh, we can change that. 
<laughs> so, so yeah, so that's how the I just came to that conclusion that like this would be cool because yeah, I, I think it's great, man. I, I love that. I can't uh, can't wait for my package to arrive. <laughs> yeah, we're, we we seem to be so yeah, we're out. Totally, yeah, out. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I knew that's why it hadn't arrived yet. Yeah, since you were yeah. sold out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get in, I'm gonna have to get a new uh, gonna have to place another order for those. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's on the way. Yeah. It's on the way. Totally on the way. It's in the exactly. mail, Cal. It's in the mail. <laughs> Next in line. Next in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, but I, I I love that. I thought that was yeah, just yeah. such a such a neat idea and and to your point about you know telling the story and 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 again i mean is it telling a story Eh, it's telling a story through imagery and 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 it it opens up what i think uh happened best when we were up there it opens up conversation and it and it's like well you know and if you don't know the you know the the story behind the golf course if you haven't read up on mike and it's like you know he's literally you're to your point walking around and he's spray painting like he's spraying uh, here's where here this Mm -hmm. is the green this is the bunkers this is the uh, you know, you're, he's marking everything with one of the little sticks with a you know spray can at the end of it, which we still have. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, Morgan. I don't know how Morgan swiped it, but Morgan was like, "No, I'm keeping this." <laughs> right. Very cool. But, and you have, to get, you have to get special permission to use it. There you go. <laughs> well, actually, oh, you haven't talked to Morgan today, have you? <laughs> oh boy. I did talk to Morgan today, actually. <laughs> oh, well, then you already know. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no, I'm just no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but so so uh, back to the course. We, we, yeah. We've been talking about the course. Uh, you've told me, but uh, for the folks that haven't played with you, uh, what's your favorite hole? Twelve. Okay. Um, and then usually the response. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Morgan didn't have a good answer. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't He's say lying. Like that. I, no, 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 no. Yeah, he, had, he had, yeah. no, Morgan had a favorite hole, but then, mm-hmm. and maybe you can help me. So with your English, uh, your English <laughs> major, maybe I asked the question in the wrong way, but I said, what's your least favorite hole? Oh yeah. And, and, and he kind of gave me the, well, that, I can't even answer that cause I don't have one. Um, and, and, uh, you know, it, it was no pressure on it. It's like, okay, I, I get it. Right. I mean, he's got a lot of pride, a lot of history there. So I can understand why there is not a least favorite hole in the golf course. There's just sure. a favorite. Uh, but do you have a, uh, your, your, maybe it's not least favorite. What's your, what's your least liked hole? That's kind of saying the same thing though. Isn't it? It's totally saying the same thing. I think, well, we all have those holes that you can't play. for whatever reason like it doesn't suit your eye you have too many bad memories you've made a bazillion like pick your reason what Um, hole challenge you the challenges you the most on the course that's that's a better way to put that yes Uh, nine oh number nine cool okay um i mean well all along the right there used to be a whole other grove of pine trees right along the fairway and i play a natural fade which sometimes is a very big block and (laughs) the first multiple even now times that i've played i was in those damn trees and it's like why are these here they're so useless the fairway the turf is terrible like can we not take them down well they did every well every year we take down a whole bunch of trees that either you can't see or whatever and sometimes it's like no these actually need to be removed it's hurting turf quality traffic whatever um and so maybe four years ago we took out all of those trees that were between the cart edge of the cart path and the fairway um which 
helped immensely because now I can at least have a shot from down there sure. where I usually am in the absolute <laughs> hell of earth. And, um, but yeah, I just, I, it doesn't, it doesn't set up well for me, mostly off the tee. If I hit a good tee shot, I'm fine, but 75% of the time I'm not close to the fairway at all. And so I don't care for it. I recall you hitting a good shot that day. You parred it, by the way. Uh, but I, I think, I believe I recall you hitting a good shot that day. I don't think that's the hole I outdrove you on. That was the highlight of my day is I outdrove you on a hole. That, on a uh, hole. That was 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you outdrove me on 12. Yeah, it was. And, and for the record, I still made birdie, and I'm pretty sure you picked up. Mm. Uh, hold on just a second here. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you scold the now what I want to get to is, um, so, so you, you were, and so let me tell you, if you ever get a chance to play, I, I don't even know you've spoiled me actually is what you've done. Yeah. Uh, you spoiled Dan and I for yeah. being able to play with someone at a golf course. So to being up to playing with the pro, uh, you've set the bar so friggin' high for anyone else. Uh, any other pro at any other golf course, just from your knowledge of the course, your passion for the golf course. Um, yeah. it, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it really floored me when I left there. Uh, not, not because of anything that I had to drink. I'm just saying <laughs> my, my expectation, like I was literally floored in, in, uh, the experience that we had. Um, you shared a few things with us. Uh, so, and, and you mentioned the dyad. I don't know if you want to go through that a little bit more, but before you take off, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned there's a, um, I'm going to call it a camping event that you mm-hmm. have on course. Uh, and you I do. think, I think you created those or maybe it was in tandem with some other folks, but I think you've created some very unique events at the golf course that you probably want to share a little bit about. Yeah. So, um, home on the range is, semi my idea but not really so luke who i was talking about with lion loft he used to be one of my reps and he went on this epic bike and golf trip Mm. they flew into where did they fly into first they flew into portland they got their bikes had their little trailers like who does this no one i obviously i do know people do that but like no absolutely not um and so they rode their bikes and played golf from portland to pebble oh wow oh, and is this bicycle or motorcycle bicycle like okay. right. yeah pedaling yeah wow. yeah okay. pedaling with all your crap yeah yeah for like two weeks yeah. i'll meet yeah. you there yeah <laughs> i'll be getting a car thanks um so the camping portion of this really inspired Luke It is what made him go full time. Like he was like, forget repping, like whatever I'm, I'm, I'm delving into lion loft. And one of the first things when he got back, he, he came down, he played golf and he was like, I gotta tell you something. I'm like, you're quitting repping to go full-time lion loft. He's like, yeah, how'd you know? I'm like, dude, I follow you on Instagram, man. I'm not stupid. Like, I pay, like, there, this is the perfect time. And he said, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, great. Awesome. Here for it. Let me know what I can do. Um, he said, well, I really want to have a camping event at a golf course. And I'm like, okay, where are you thinking? He was like, it'd be really cool if we could do it here first. And I'm like, okay i mean i'm here for that like give me a few more details as to what this looks like and so you know he gave me his vision and luke is a great vision guy he is idea man Mm -hmm. and i do kind of live in that world myself but because of 
my job, I'm like, okay, well, we need a few more plans surrounding this. Is that going to happen? And, this, this coming from the non-planner is saying we. Yeah, well, we, no, we, no. I plan at work. Oh, I don't at plan work. at work. At home, I, I will totally take a vacation across an ocean with exactly two hotel reservations. So <laughs> that has happened. Um, but yeah, and he was like, "Okay, well, what do we need to make it happen?" And so we went back and forth. I pitched it to our owners and Chris. At the time, I was our head professional, and Chris was still our director of golf, and they were kind of like, mm, "This sounds like a bad idea." And I'm like, "No, this is a great idea. It's perfect. Wait." <laughs> and so we finally found a date, and they were like, "Okay, fine. Cool. We can do it." And the first year was rather small because. It was on Mother's Day. The next year was home on the range too. Uh, we had 72 players. Wow. This year it was a little bit smaller because yeah. COVID, we kept it small intentionally. Um, so it's really Luke's baby that I helped him navigate through the, let's, let's get some plans here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not a competitive event. It's literally, it's about the social aspect and they do a lot of fun golf stuff. They camp that we do food. Um, we try to keep everything kind of there, but I mean, 20, spending, spending the night on a golf course, number one is different, but being there at sunrise at sunset, seeing all of the different, especially at tobacco road is so beautiful and iconic anyway and then really getting that unique experience of i don't have to stop playing golf i can play golf at night like i can have glow-in-the-dark balls and headlamps and flashlights and we like literally one year somebody played until like two o'clock in the morning oh wow i saw a headlamp coming up 13 fairway like 11 o'clock when i got back because i stay at the cabin always and i'm like Oh, dear Lord, no. Mm-mm, I'm just going to go to bed now. Just I'm going to not even think about that. Um, so that was kind of the first. And then the dyad, the solstice, the nexus we ended up postponing because of COVID, and then the Algean. So the Algean was the second, which is the tough day tournament, basically, but English. And, like, it's really boring to call it a tough day tournament. So the Algean is insanely hard. Like, if you win the Algean, you have definitely played some golf. It's a four-person scramble, so it's still trying to make it fun. Um, this year we had our first playoff, which was exciting. We oh. got two playoff holes. Nice. Um, and then the, the dyad is the two-person invitational, but really I try to keep kind of small because, A, I don't write that many invitations, um, where we do have a, you know, we keep a list going of people that we want to invite. I always do a raffle because, or we will always do a raffle with it because we are a public golf course. And there are people that I might not know that deserve an opportunity to come and experience that because just because I don't know you doesn't mean that you don't have a special connection to the place. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) I do look at all of the entries. I'm just saying, and I saw that you entered twice last year. So I'm just throwing that out there. I didn't see any rules that said I couldn't. (laughs) That was totally fair. You still didn't get an invitation, but um, you totally entered twice. Um, Can we be honest for it? Does you think he actually remembers entering the first time? No. Mm-mm. Well, Martha, it's been fun having you on. <laughs> um, the solstice was something that we kind of threw together at the last minute. It's we had fifty-four holes this year. Sunrise, sunset. We played three different. Well, three different formats. We did two eighteen-hole rounds. Then they, I created a cross-country course, and then they played El Camino to end it out. 
which is our incorporated short course. Mm. Um, expand on that a little bit. I, that, that's where I was going next was yep. El Camino. So, El Camino? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, well, when you have a lot of retired people and or young people that play golf that work at a golf course, getting them to come to a staff meeting without some enticement of playing golf, especially because, I mean, yes, we have playing privileges, sure, but it's always space available. And when you work at a busy place, it pretty much means you're playing when it's crappy weather. Um, so this usually in having staff events or staff meetings, it's like, hey, we're going to have a staff meeting and then we're going to play golf. <laughs> we're going to play some golf, though. Y'all, come on, please show up for the staff meeting because we have things to talk about. <laughs> um, and over the years, El Camino A didn't have a name. It was just, all right, we only, there's nobody on the front, so we're going to go play here, 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 and here, or we're going to, you know, change it up, whatever. It was very not official. Um, but it was like, you know, kind of like playing horse. Like, from the very far right side of the fairway because I'm never there because I'm always going for it and I'm in the waste area. Um, five, like five, typically most people are only hitting a wedge. Well, you can stretch that hole out because the fairway is so wide. Right. Um, and just really trying to move it around to where it's not the same and make it interesting for people that if you've only ever played the front nine 8,000 times, it gets boring. <laughs> and so um, a couple of years ago, we had a staff meeting. Chris was like, I need for you to figure out something to do. It's only on the front nine. You know, here's some of the things that we've done in the past. And so I'm like, okay, I'm here for that. I can, I'm, I'm, I'm good at that. I had a, I actually had at my old golf course in Birmingham. I did two part three tournaments a year, one in the spring and one in the fall where I completely, everything was a part three. And it was, there were places that people were like, I didn't even know you could see that green from here. And I'm like, that's because you weren't thinking hard enough. <laughs> so um, I totally revamped it. We incorporated some of the old holes, some of the new ones that I did. And it was like, we need a thing. We need a thing for people, like, especially this time of year when if you tee off at nine o'clock, you don't have time to play a full other round, but like who wants to go and sit, at a, sit back at the hotel room or whatever? Like there's still daylight. It's beautiful. It's getting ready to be winter. Yeah. And so had a logo drawn up and El Camino got an eight. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's a, uh, yeah. I mean, we got to go play El Camino, I guess. I think so. <laughs> Sounds like the right thing. Like you are just really like you just you're amping for like when are you coming back? <laughs> December. You can come back in December. Well, I'm gonna wait on a really shitty day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you want me to drive or are you driving? <laughs> I'm I, a golf cart. Yeah, no, me. I, it's weird if I no, I have to. Uh, no, I know it was definitely a weird thing. I'm like, hey, would you like for me? You know, I'm I'm. I, I can drive. She's like getting the damn buggy. I'm like, okay. Yeah, just down. Well, this, well, this is going to go horrible. You didn't die, and I didn't injure you. That's a, that's a great point. It's a great point. Um, let's see. I mean, I have mild to severe control issues, so like, I will I will drive the cart. Thank you. Hold on, mild to severe. So uh-huh. like, pretty much bad. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's like, a mild, I don't even know, mild to severe. It's such a heavy, it's like you use the scales earlier. If you're not looking, like one hand's way down low and one hand's mm-hmm. way up high. Yeah, but really in this instance, it's more like 
mild to severe. Like this is this is really how far it goes. It's really it's not that it's not that far. It's just actually severe. Yeah, it's just yeah. actually severe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. So, is the uh, you still get a lot of play up there? Uh, yes, we actually. Yeah. Uh, we I, don't know, I didn't look at all of this weekend. Pretty much every weekend since sometime in September has been sold out. Um, wow. This past week, we had no availability, like week of the Masters. Yeah. Um, we had like three open tee times on Tuesday, and then outside of that, it's been sold out for wow. weeks, months. Like it, and we've now actually gone into the first couple of weeks in December where those are sold out now. <laughs> Oh, sweet. What's the, uh, so you're talking about the folks playing the summer solstice. What's mm-hmm. the, what's, what's the whole record? Do you know? Like how many holes somebody played in a day? Oh, it was not an option as to how many they can play in a day. Come on, severe control issues. <laughs> they played 54 holes. So it was um, a competitive. Maybe you're talking about something different. You said the guys out there at like 1130. Oh, that, was, that was totally home on the range. Home of the range. Okay. Excuse me. So was there like a whole, like a whole count that came out of that? Do you know? Um, I could probably send some messages and find out. I want to say that somebody played, I think that record is actually held by a guy. His name is Matt Cardis, uh, golf in your state. And this was home on the range one. So there were not as many people. And because it was 80,000 degrees, they had carts, pretty much all day. They had carts the second year too. They didn't have carts this year. I think Matt said he played 80 something holes on, on Saturday. Um, which that's a lot. Why? That's a lot of, um, but yeah, I mean, most of the, most of the people that play at home on the range or come to home on the range, they're usually shooting to play at least 54 holes a day, which I'm not, I'm old. Like, no, it's not happening. I'm not, you know, I'm older. I'm not saying I wouldn't like to do it. I'm just saying that things wouldn't respond appropriately if I did do it, you know? So yeah, my, my no, I can, I can guarantee you that, that I would have some kind of major injury come out after that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're injury prone anyway. So that's true. That's true. I actually sprained my oblique, uh, uh, sat down, reached over to close the door and totally felt this massive pop in my back. And I'm like, that oh, was a disc. oh man, no, mm. I broke up some scar tissue and also sprained the oblique in my back. And I'm like, really, this is terrible, <laughs> but fine, whatever. I don't even know. It if doesn't ever... require surgery. Oh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if you're a football player, you get, but I, I like, I've never even <laughs> heard of like a, even from that, I've never even heard of a sprained ob- oblique. I didn't even know it was Look, a thing. Uh, medical mystery right here. Yeah, yeah. medical I, mystery. I, I got to talk to Dan for a minute. I got to pour a glass of liquor. I mean, you're, uh, you're, you're. I, I feel so bad. Oh boy. So Martha. So, so bad. for the people listening that aren't mm-hmm. as familiar with Tobacco Road, kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what should they expect? How should they plan? Do people come there for multiple days in a uh, row? Uh, okay. I can have I, I didn't. He's not. He's not listening that. to us. So I don't know why he's yeah, talking. He's talking. Okay, like you said, you said for us to talk, and then you're talking over us. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't know you could hear me. Yeah, oh yeah, we can hear you. We don't want to. You're not. You're not. A, you're very small, but you are not quiet. Yeah, we don't want to hear you, but we could hear you. I don't know how I should take that. It's fine. Um, no, most people, um, especially in season, mm-hmm. 
most people are coming down for a few days. Uh, whether they're playing, you know, they come down, they spend a couple of days at the resort, mm-hmm. or they're playing other golf courses. I mean, that's the great thing about the area is there is so much good golf, and you can get whatever kind of golf you want, right? I mean, like it's tobacco road for everybody. No, um, so. You know, you got Mid Pines, Pine Needles, Dormy, which are all top 100, which aren't affiliated with the resort. Mm-hmm. This year, between those three and us, like I work in the same area as our travel department, uh, they've been just as busy as we are. They've been getting a ton of requests, which is awesome. I will contend 100 times a day. I just want people to come to our area. Yeah. Like I want the area to continue to succeed. Um, you know, then you go further down Midland road, you have Talamore, you have mid South, you have obviously nine courses at the resort. You've got Longleaf, which is home of us kids golf. Um, Southern pines, uh, Deercroft legacy, Anderson Creek, which is a little bit further away at the Davis Love Court. I mean, and then a lot of people fly under Raleigh. So we work with Lonnie Poole. We work with Duke. We work with um, a place at Chapel Hill that I don't care for, Finley. There it is. Um, <laughs> you know, so I mean, like people kind of, and Tot Hill, we work with Tot Hill as well. You know, there's places all over where people, as they converge into the area, like, I want to make sure that I play on my first day. So, okay, where are you coming from? Okay, we can play Tot Hill. Or, oh, you're flying into Raleigh here are three university golf courses that are good that you can definitely hit and come down in the dark. Um, so yeah, most people are, I would say the standard is probably three days, three days, two nights. And then they usually try to get in at least four rounds. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Most of the time they try to have one day where it's 36 mm-hmm. unless, you know, you're old. And like, no, really <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, especially in season, it is a, golf trip, not just a day, but more and more people are, I mean, we have the program called the player's card, which you buy the card. We have two options, but you buy the card and then whether you buy one, you get one free round or two free rounds. And then you have discounted rates all year. We sold more of the, more of those this year than we have in the last three years combined. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. Um, which is, it, it just speaks to what, everyone, I mean, everyone in the golf industry is kind of experiencing this where more and more people are either coming back to the game or starting fresh and, or you're playing more because what else are you going to do? Um, and so those guys, I mean, we've got Charlotte, Raleigh, Greensboro, even got some from Columbia, you know, somebody that's like, Oh, I can get a hotel room for a night Mm -hmm. or I can come in the summer and play 36 and go home and, you know, get a really good rate. So, you know, that is, that's usually where that ends. Yep. Gotta be or, fun though, right? I mean, it from you know, so so from a uh, when I say golf professional, I don't I, I mean it in a sense of a professional in the golf industry, right? Um, you know, where you've probably you know you've been digging and scratching and clawing of you know how do we how do we get people to play? You know, how do we make sure that we've that we can stay in? And I don't mean stay in business like that you're you're struggling to stay in business, but it but that's the thing. It's like most of uh, you know most amateurs that show up. We don't even think, I don't, I shouldn't say that for myself. I mean, a lot of times uh, now that we've got, we're doing this thing, I think about it more often, but a lot of folks don't 
approach a golf course and think about people are running a business. You know, it's uh, mm -hmm. I, I would say yeah. kind of a hospitality aspect of it is that, hey, I'm I'm showing up and you're here to, you know, you're going to serve me. Right. So, and, yeah. and, 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 and then on the other side, you have, you know, yourselves and, and folks like yourselves that, Hey, we're running a business so that you can show up and have that outlet. Correct. And, uh, it, it, it's gotta be, even though like it's, you're working your ass off probably more so than you ever have in the golf industry. Right. And, and, and it's still, it's gotta be a treat to be like, you know, this is what, how do you take the negative that was what happened earlier in the year and, right. and let it become a positive and deliver an outlet to people to be able to give them that, you know, kind of moment of release, if you will. Right. So yeah. It's gotta be a, it's gotta be a good it, feeling. Well, it probably the thing that I take away from it the most is that a, yes, we are providing that outlet for people. We're also able to provide that outlet for people safely. Um, has COVID been hard on everybody? Yes. I mean, I have, I have, we talk about it all the time. I mean, we've been wearing masks since Memorial day, like right after home on the range, which is always a Memorial day weekend. We went in masks because we were like, it's really too busy for us to not. And we didn't have a mandate at the time in the state. And it was like, we need to communicate to our customers that a, we're taking their safety, seriously we're taking our safety seriously and did we meet with some friction sure yes and we're also running a business and we're a small business really i mean in the grand scheme of how far tobacco road expands we're a very very small team and you know like i don't want to go into work and look at somebody and be like hey <laughs> that's a positive for covid the oh, pros boy. outweigh the cons yeah right and so in that aspect, we're able to have an outlet for people that is safe. We can do it safely and also not not have to think about it for a little while, right? I mean, you don't have to think about all the turmoil, all the ups and downs. And did I really, did I just wash my hands? I have no idea. Like, <laughs> did someone cough on me? I'm not really sure. Cause like you're at least outside. Yeah, um, and you know, and for me personally, golf has always been a thing where it's like, I'm not a very social person, which would probably shock you because I wear the face well, but I, if, if I had a oh, no, choice, I, I rode around, I rode around with you for 18 holes. I know the answer yeah, to that. Yeah. You know, the answer to that, I would play golf by myself 90% of the time if I could, just because it is that outlet for me to get away from my phone, a watch, Yeah. someone needing something from me, my dog barking at the... <laughs> postman ups fedex amazon random person walking up the street that it's like dear god what is wrong with you there's just people come down um and so that for me it's it's good to see other people kind of embracing that this is a time that i don't have to be connected and really appreciate the places that they are going and having that experience at is is what is the pro for me it's like okay people are getting it. They're getting that this is not about hitting it 350 yards or that I need to get custom fit for this $1,200 set of irons. Like you can literally go out there with whatever you have, get away from it, enjoy a great place and great people and just be for however long that it is. Um, and so that I think for golf is the thing that is really touching people right now in the midst of, 
all of the crazy that is outside of it. And, and you guys do a great job at that, you know, and I just remember, Cal, when we when we got there, you know, we went down and parked and we were started walking up towards the, the range and we were greeted nicely and they treat you just like, you know, they were happy you were there and the experience was that of fun all day long and just yeah. your staff and everybody was amazing the entire day. And you can tell everybody and, and cared. nobody knew, yeah, nobody knew who, who we were when we were walking in, when we walked out, they still didn't know who we were. They just said, I hope the hell they don't come back. <laughs> They did actually say that. They're like, please don't let them take my picture again. And I'm like, I really can't help that. Like, he's just very camera happy. Yeah. Martha, we've kept you over your allotment. Um, And and I don't want to have to pay extra. And, and number two. Are you paying me? Oh, you didn't get the, oh, I'm glad. That oh, is that I'm in glad, the mail too? I'm, I'm glad that didn't show up. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, we've said it enough times, but uh, where can people find Martha Hudson at? Uh, and you mentioned your social media sites and whatnot. Not that you need, you need people to hear it, but you know, it, it's a good thing. No, I mean, there are always people that don't know what tobacco, I mean, when I started working at Tobacco Road, I had not, well, when I interviewed, I certainly had not heard it. I'm like, I have never heard of this place. And I am from here or well, three yeah. hours yeah. from here. Um, yeah. So there's always people that you miss, which is fine. Um, it's pretty easy. If you just search for Tobacco Road Golf, we will come up. We have our main website, which is tobaccoroadgolf.com. On Instagram and Twitter, we're at Tobacco Road Golf. Facebook is Tobacco Road Golf Club because let's not even go with how that happened. But um, if you search for us, you're there. If you send us a message, you will get me. And it could be at six o'clock in the morning that I respond, or it could be at 11 o'clock at night or four o'clock in the morning when I am always awake because I wake up at three and I don't go back to sleep until four 30. So <laughs> it might be weird, but um, you know, those are, those are the main ways to find us. You can always pick up the phone and call us. So if you Google us, all of our information will come up. And that's uh, well, and we also have the travel company, so you can find the travel company at tobaccotravel.com. Oh, cool! And and when she says she answers it, I mean, I was, uh, you know, I I uh, I may be embellishing on a story a little bit, but I'm like, I'm gonna find out. So I sent a nasty gram over, and then she said that it, it really didn't happen. But I did think, oh, it wasn't me. It wasn't okay. It could have been me. Really, you signed it, Cal. Do I need to go find it? It's on my phone. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Okay, so you so you knew it was me. Oh yeah, so you knew it was uh-huh. me. Good, good. The reason it, it took me a couple of days to get back to you is because I definitely had to do some internet stalking. So yeah, you're welcome. of course, yeah, yeah, it's uh, all good. Uh, so she so she's one of those. Yeah, no, they're uh, very responsive and professional. Totally one of those. Like yeah. I'm not going to send a response without knowing what I'm getting ready to step in. Exactly. Hey, if you if you haven't been to Tobacco Road, it is a fantastic place to. It's a it's a fantastic golf course to have one of the best experiences i think that you can have on a golf course it's unique it is uh it, it it's gettable wasn't for me that day but that was the it was the swing totally the swing it had nothing to do with the golf course uh but it's a hell of a lot of fun and and uh, you'll hear some shows coming up you'll hear uh you'll hear us on with uh, morgan their superintendent You'll hear uh, us on with uh, with Martha, the the pro there, and uh, once again, everybody we met. I mean, it was uh, hands out the whole time. It, social distancing, of course. It was more like fist bumping, but uh, it, it's the uh, it, it it's an experience. And if you're thinking about a golf uh, guys golf trip, I mean, I, 
Dan and I already planted one. There was definitely a lot of social distancing going on between you and Martha's drives. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's Martha, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate having you on. Thank you, Martha. You're welcome. Thank All you. Right. All right. Cheers. 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 Cheers.